Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We have a mission, and the mission is, folks, we got to stick together. we got to kind of make sense out of everything. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer, and then I have a little monologue before we bring on our guest, as I promised you earlier in the week and last week that Christian Gomez was going to be with us, and we're going to talk again about the Convention of States, and we're also going to talk a little bit about What's happening with Russia and Ukraine, if we get to it? Other than that, we might have to bring you back. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, Father, we pray. We pray with thanksgiving, Father, first of all, and praise you for who you are, the great I am. We thank you, Father, with grateful hearts for your grace and your love and your mercy and how you always bring us back with open arms and forgive us. Father, we pray for wisdom and discernment today in particular as we go through a topic that is is controversial and at the same time is giving people hope. And I just pray, Father, that we can sift through all that is being said and, and see the truth. I ask your blessings on today's show and on Christian as we discuss the things we need to discuss today. For such a time as this, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. When government steps in to help, it always hurts. I had to write that down this morning because of some of the articles that are coming in, just wild and crazy. And, of course, one of them, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, is uh, about the forgiveness of all these student loans. But this is a quote from Walt Whitman. There is no week, nor day, nor hour when tyranny may not enter upon this country if the people lose their roughness and spirit of defiance. These are the times that try men's souls and women's souls. But what shall our souls do? I've grown to not trust anybody who is elected to an office. Maybe that's too harsh, but they are not playing by our rules, and that is why we have the chaos that exists in this nation today. While we've all been applauding the Twitter purchase of Elon Musk, there is much we don't know, or have we just simply overlooked it? That will be a topic for tomorrow as well. What do you know about Elon Musk? other than he's the wealthiest man in the world. What we know and what we think we know, including me, needs always to be questioned and researched. However, when we feel desperate, at least that's the way I am at times, we tend to not see or understand all that is happening. I have made decisions in the past because I was backed into a corner and I was desperate. 
those decisions did not turn out well. I was forced to be on the defense instead of the offense. On the good side of things, people are taking a stand. On the negative side of what we the people are feeling is desperation. And we're grasping at the straws that are being laid before us. On the other hand, at least we're looking at our Constitution. The interpretation is being presented in a way that is hopeful, but maybe not entirely truthful. I'm going to read Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. The Congress... Whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution or on the application of the legislators of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which, in either case, shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution, when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one of the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress. Without its consent shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate. Now, there's a little more inside there that was marked through in my Constitution book because it was removed at a later date. I don't know all the history on that. Perhaps Christian does. But changing our Constitution has not played well in the past for us, America. They want, right now, they're talking about removing the Electoral College. They want to elect senators as they elect representatives, which will hurt many, many states. They want the District of Columbia to become a state. Maybe this is not what we the people want. But if we open this can of worms, the swamp will most definitely take advantage of the moment. Is the Convention of States push a push because we feel desperate? Today I welcome back Christian Gomez. Christian graduated from the John C. White School of International Relations and Diplomacy at Seton Hall University in South Orange, New Jersey. Based in Appleton, Wisconsin, Mr. Gomez is a print, online, and video contributor to the New American Magazine. We welcome you back today, Christian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back on the show. Yeah, well, you're more than welcome. It's, it's a topic that I think we need to continue to discuss. It is like wildfire going around this this country, and and it worries me a little bit, and I think it worries you too. Absolutely, it definitely does. You know, the the uh, marked through part, I'm going to go back and read that. Maybe you could tell us the history on that. I have a, a book. It's a, it's a textbook of the Constitution, and it was marked through on it. It says, may be proposed by the Congress, provided that no amendment which may be made prior to the year 1808 shall in any manner affect the first and fourth clauses in the ninth section of the first article. And, of course, that I think it had to do with the dates that were in there. But that has been marked through and is no longer significant in that particular uh, article, uh, Article 5. But it, I, I have been standing against this almost from day one. At first, I was kind of curious. I was clued in, you know, this this sounds good. We can take it back, but I don't think it's going to end up that way. Do you? Um, if we if we do this all this whole Article Five business, there's uh, 
I'm, I'm, and by that I mean if we do the convention method in Article 5, mm-hmm. um, there is no guarantee that we'll get anything that we want out of a convention. In fact, there's a very good possibility that we'll end up um, destroying the country and the republic uh, since the outcome of an Article 5 convention is, is so unknown, it could do more damage than any potential benefit that advocates claim it would have. You know, I think we, we think in the states that we can control it. But I don't see that happening. Even in the states, I see things out of control in the state legislature. So how are we going to trust any of these people? I've got, I've just grown to where I don't trust any of them. In the state of Missouri, we just had somebody try to, to at least make an amendment to this gas tax that our, and he's a Republican. Our governor gave us this gas tax and here we are, you know, with gas already high. And they were just trying to amend it to, to make it um, if it gets over $3.50 that we don't charge tax for it. Well, it failed. So why would anybody be against that in these hard times for the American people, in particular Missourians right now? So I just have grown to where, Christian, I don't trust any of them. And that's, yeah, that's I... who we would have, that's who would the Convention of States would be in their hands is what we are being told. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, in fact, back on December 9, 2021, Thomas Massey tweeted, uh, show me a single state where constitutionalists comprise the majority of a state legislature. At this point <laughs> in history, an Article 5 convention of the states would be a disaster. I think you're absolutely right. And I'm concerned about others that are supporting it and pushing it. I want to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We're headed into a break. Our topic today is the Convention of States. My guest today is, once again, Christian Gomez. He writes for the New American. He's part of the John Birch Society, and we are thankful to have him with us today. And we will be right back. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. 
Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, CSETalkRadio.com and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code Bethann and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America because the light's on. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, uh, Christian, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this because I see so much corruption, not just in D.C. The swamp is heavy there, but we have swamps in every one of our states. We can't say we have pure constitution in any one of our states. Do you think? No, uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, for your listeners um, in Missouri and, and in other states as well that listen in, uh, they get really frustrated with what their state government does even with Republican-controlled majorities. Absolutely. And do, do, do any of us honestly think uh, that um, we have men like Thomas Jefferson, James <laughs> Madison, George Mason, um, uh, Luther Martin, who was a delegate from Maryland? I mean, do we have do – we, do, do people honestly think that we have delegates, potential delegates today waiting in state legislatures or elsewhere who have the same caliber and understanding of liberty – um, that the founding fathers did. Uh, if we had a convention today with the modern thinking and philosophy that permeates in this, in this, in our culture and our world, mm-hmm. modern, um, uh, lack of regard for, for God and His Word even, uh, I would tremble at the results of a convention today because we don't have that Christian worldview or that passion for freedom and liberty that you saw that was really, um, uh, permeating through the culture of America, uh, you know, um, in the in the book uh, um, by uh, well, I'm sorry. Um, well, oh, 
I, I just want to say that in the 19th century and the 18th century, most Americans knew the Constitution very well. And today, with the lack of understanding of the Constitution, going into a convention today uh, would likely result in a Constitution that resembles the attitudes of this day and age, which would be government is a solution, so you'd have more socialism uh, come out of a convention than not. And there are those who say, well, th- well, well, we can stop whatever comes out of a convention, because Article 5 says that whatever comes out of the convention has to be ratified by three-fourths of the several states, whether it's the legislatures or the state conventions. And, uh, of course, Congress gets to propose uh, who gets to ratify that. The state legislatures, all, the only thing state legislatures are guaranteed with the power is just the power to, the, to apply for the convention. When you apply for anything, that doesn't guarantee you any control or say on the matter. You're just making an application as far as the state legislature is concerned. Is concerned. Congress, under uh, Article 1, Section 6 of the Constitution, uh, sorry, not Article 1, Section 6, I, I apologize, uh, that's but, okay. uh, but that's a different part of the Constitution I was thinking. But, <laughs> it is. Um, but, uh, uh, um, what was I going to say? Article, um, oh, it escapes me right now, but the, con- e- e- the necessary and proper clause of the Constitution guarantees uh, that Congress, uh, Article 1, I remember now, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 18 of the Constitution guarantees that the Congress has the power to make all laws that are necessary to execute everything else in the Constitution. So Article 5 is in the Constitution. Congress has the power to call the convention. That means Congress is given full latitude to write the implementation legislation for how many delegates will be, will be, um, uh, will go to the convention, whether it will be one state, one vote, whether it will be, um, by population, state population. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Congress has all of that authority going in and they determine that and Congress will ultimately, uh, well, ultimately they get to propose if the state legislatures get to ratify whatever comes out of it, or if it'll be special state conventions. So when the 21st Amendment of the Constitution was ratified, the one that repealed uh, prohibition, there were some states like Utah which did not want to repeal prohibition uh, at the time, but those in Congress did. Um, of course, there were arguments on, on both sides of that issue at the time. But to circumvent the legislatures that wanted to keep prohibition, Congress decided to have special ratifying conventions to ratify the repeal of, of the prohibition amendment that was pre, that was in the Constitution at the time. Uh, so just because the state legislatures apply for a convention to limit the scope of the federal government, to impose fiscal restraints and term limits, doesn't even mean that the state legislature will even get to ratify anything that comes out of it, because Congress could say, no, we'll have special ratifying conventions at the state level, which won't be controlled by the legislature. But that's just assuming it'll still be three-fourths, because at the original convention in 1787 in Philadelphia, uh, Article 13 of the Articles of Confederation, which is regarded as America's first constitution, uh, stated that any alterations had to be agreed to uh, by uh, a Congress of the United States and then confirmed confirmed by the legislatures of every state. There were 13 states at the time, but at the convention they decided uh, to create a new constitution, and in that new constitution, Article 7 of our constitution states how it's supposed to be ratified. 
and Article 7 of the Constitution uh, is just uh, one sentence, and what it essentially says is that um, it says the ratification of the conventions of nine states shall be sufficient for the establishment of this Constitution between the states, so ratifying them. So the legislature didn't even get to ratify the Constitution. Uh, like the Articles of Confederation required. It was done by conventions in the several states. And Article 7 said it would be nine states would be enough. So um, <laughs> uh, they they didn't require uh, all of the states to uh, agree to this. So that's the historical precedent. And there were even some delegates who warned about who liked the new Constitution, but they were concerned about the precedent they were establishing for the future if there was to be another convention in the future. Now we're talking about a new convention, at least the Convention of States uh, organization or Wolfpack on the left. They're all talking about wanting a new convention today. They say it's for uh, that it would be limited for the sole express purpose of fiscal restraints or term limits or campaign finance reform, if you listen to Wolfpack. But um, even with those limitations imposed, the delegates to the convention could go beyond that scope, exactly like what happened in, in Philadelphia in 1787, and with the precedent of changing the mode of ratification for any alterations in the Articles of Confederation back then, they could decide, oh, we're going to uh, have a, uh, a national referendum. Forget about even three-fourths or even, or even 60% of the states. We'll just have... Uh, national referendum, because in this current age, you have all these politicians on both sides of the political spectrum uh, who say, oh, a democracy, we're in a democracy, this is our democracy. So with that mindset of democracy, uh, oh, wow. what, what better way to make to get the people involved and to ratify something and through a national referendum. In fact, that's how constitutions are ratified around the world, uh, even in Chile and, and in other countries around the world where they have these national referendums. So if that's the modern thinking, um, we could have a convention that reflects modern attitudes, no limitations from the state or even from Congress. It will be totally open. Uh, it will likely result in a socialist constitution, of which there are several, that have already been written and published for the consideration of a future convention, and it could be ratified by the the the, the uh, national referendum. And just looking at the, the results of the 2020 election, would any of us honestly um, trust the supposed claimed result of a national referendum on voting in favor of a brand new constitution? And we know that they want that. I mean, we had a. Um Supreme Court Justice, she's passed away now, but uh, she said our Constitution was out of date. We needed a new one. So we know that they want that. And we know what the left is talking about. And the, let's be quite honest, the right isn't fighting them. You know, not too hard. They just say, oh, that's absurd, but they don't do anything about it. So the left wants to remove the Electoral College, and if they can't remove the Electoral College, they're going to do it some other way. They are not paying attention to the Constitution today, not on state levels and not on the D.C. level, on the federal level. And as I was reading the the uh, Article 5 this morning, I just happened to slip through. I've got a little textbook here. And guess what? The federal government is supposed to take care of those borders. They're supposed to protect the states, and they're not doing anything. And we're being invaded. I mean, this goes on and on and on of the things they're not doing that are already in the Constitution. So even if you had this beautiful, beautiful amendment that was everything you wanted it to be, 
we have no guarantees they're going to follow them anyway. They're not following what's there now. That's exactly right. You know, just 70 years after the Bill of Rights ratified, uh, Congress passed the Alien and Seditions Act, uh, <laughs> which, among many things, um, it, 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 it actually uh, uh, restricted uh, individuals' uh, freedom of speech and freedom of the press. That was just seven years after the Bill of Rights. So if we have a new perfect, supposedly perfect amendment, let's just say, or even a better constitution, theoretically, there's no guarantee that in a few years they'll just throw it out the window and completely um, do what they're doing now. And if that happens, then this whole Article 5 convention business ends up being a huge waste of time. Because if you're going to end up trying to defend a new amendment in the future, we should be right now trying to defend the current Constitution, which is one of the most limited constitutions in world history. Amen. The organic Constitution. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. Christian, we're going to continue this. I do want to talk a little bit about your other article, but we may have to come back on that one because it's a... Uh, but it, but really, it goes right hand in hand with what's happening in this in the United States today. And he was, he wrote about calculating communists. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Well, they're pushing this really hard on Newsmax. I've noticed they've bought some airtime for the convention estate, so they got some money to spend anyway. But uh, Mark Meckler, of course, is one of them that's been leading this up. And they've got Rick Santorum. And what really bothered me, and I sent you an email about this, is that Governor DeSantis is on board with this. And, you know, here we are all praising Governor DeSantis because he's defending Florida and he's he's button heads with the swamp and blah, blah, blah. But here he is. He says, I spent years fighting the D.C. swamp. And as the governor of Florida, I know the states need to use Article 5 to take the power away from D.C. The permanent bureaucracy will never voluntarily give up any ounce of its power. Florida was the third state to pass the resolution, and I encourage all other state legislators to support the Convention of State Project and pass the resolution today. And I'm going to have to disagree with DeSantis on this, Governor DeSantis. I I feel like... We're feeling desperate. And so we're grabbing at this, having hope in our Constitution, which is what we should do. But we don't need an Article 5. The states already have these rights. We're just not acting on them. Am I correct on that? That's absolutely true. Um, Article 6 of the Constitution is the solution that legislators should be looking at, not Article 5. And the gist of Article 6, the essence uh, of it, is that, uh, um, is that members of government take an oath to swear, so to, to swear and uphold the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic, and also um, that only those, the key part is that only those laws which are made in pursuance of the Constitution are considered the law of the land, not just any law. I know that there are those, especially on the left, especially on the left, where they say any laws passed by Congress override whatever the states do on any circumstance at any time, and that's not mm-hmm. true. Uh, only the laws that are made in pursuance or in accordance to the Constitution are the law of the land. So if a law is passed and it's not the law of the land, and most of what Congress has been passing for decades, maybe over a full century, has not been, um, most of it has not been uh, constitutional, maybe less than 20% of it has, but 
or at least can be debated, that whether it's constitutional, like defense spending, and even then, that might be exorbitantly too high. But nevertheless, with most of the spending being unconstitutional, for many of the programs that the government implements and pushes, whether it's Obamacare, whether they want to do a Green New Deal, just hypothetically, mm-hmm. or, or build back better, uh, you don't need to have uh, 34 of the states uh, come together for a convention call to stop it where you don't even know if the convention will even do anything about it. It might even make it worse. might actually make all those things constitutional uh, more than likely considering that states like California will have a bunch of delegates and they will have more voting power than Florida and and Missouri. But, uh, but Meckler will say that that's not the case even though there's a lot of evidence to suggest that would be the case at an actual convention. Uh, but in, in the case of nullification, that's what I was trying to get at with Article 6, it only takes one state to stand up to the federal government and say, no, we're not going to uh, implement this in our state. We nullify that unconstitutional federal law or Supreme Court ruling. It is unenforceable in our state. Uh, just why, the other week, Wyoming uh, re- passed a bill to nullify uh, various un- unconstitutional um, federal gun control laws. Uh, So states can and have been passing legislation to nullify uh, the unconstitutional acts of the federal government. There's a good article in the New American Magazine by my colleague Peter Rakowski called Nullification, What the States Are Doing, if I recall the title correctly. Um, And that's an act, yeah, What the State Legislatures Are Doing. Uh, That's a great article to just um, give an overview of how states in certain places are using nullification and that's the real solution. And we wrote an article on the New American several years uh, before that called Nullification versus Constitutional uh, Convention, another great article I, re- I recommend by Joe Wolverton. And that article um, gets into further details about how nullification is a superior solution to save our republic than, the, than a constitutional convention under Article 5. And then on jbs.org, uh, if you click on the shop to visit our store, we have two booklets that may be of interest to people on Shop JBS. One is called the What is a Constitutional Convention booklet, which talks about Article 5 in detail, not too thick, maybe like 30-odd pages or so, uh, glossy pictures, graphics, but uh, explains uh, what the Constitutional is, its purpose, its intention. And then uh, another booklet uh, called The Founder's Brilliant Solution to Big Government, Article 6. And I actually wrote the drafts for both of those uh, booklets. Uh, so I re- highly recommend those for more information on on that subject. Well, with nullification, it just takes one state. You don't need to wait years for multiple states to agree to something to get a convention. That you don't know what will come out of it. Um, and then even if you get a great amendment, it could take upwards of 200 years to ratify one. The 27th Amendment to our Constitution was actually one of the original 12 amendments that Congress um, uh, proposed in 1789, at the end of 1789. Ten of those 12 became the Bill of Rights uh, within a a year or two, but uh, one of the 12 was only ratified in the early 90s and became what is now the 27th Amendment. So it's possible you can have an amendment, whether good or bad, uh, that may not get ratified till later on. And look at right now with the left. They're still trying to ratify the already expired Equal Rights Amendment. Now, the Equal Rights Amendment 
uh, is different than the 27th Amendment, because some will say, well, it's not fair. How come the 27th Amendment uh, took 200 years, but the ERA, um, uh, you know, can't get ratified? Why, why, why is that expired? Well, the reason it's expired is because when Congress first passed the ERA, uh, they pass it with a, uh, a deadline. If it doesn't get ratified within a certain number of years, it's expired. And then Jimmy Carter extended that expiration uh, for a few more years, but no states ratified it in that time. In fact, some of the states that previously ratified the ERA uh, rescinded their ratification. So the ERA is officially dead, and even Ruth Bader Ginsburg admitted the same exact thing before she passed, and she loved the ERA, and she said, that if we want to have this in the Constitution, we'd have to start from scratch. So at least she was an honest liberal on that front. Yeah. But there are those today, there are those today who are not. on the left who are not honest and they want to include the ERA. And if we have a convention today, there was an article written in the Nation magazine, which is an uber Marxist publication that communists read. But in that magazine in 2017, there was an article called Conventional Wisdom where they were advocating strongly for an Article 5 convention of the states to abolish the Electoral College, like you were talking of earlier, to make things like Obamacare constitutional. Uh, Basically, all of the liberal goodie list, they want to add it in the Constitution so you could not say that's not constitutional anymore, including equal rights amendment they would put there, the LGBTQ, gender equality, all that, you know, nonsense on the left and craziness. They would put that in the Constitution. And this article was in the Nation magazine in the, in a, one of the issues that was published in October of 2017. And the article was entitled Conventional Wisdom. Uh, and the author of that article, you, you can read it online on thenation.com. Conventional Wisdom was a title in the magazine. The online version has a different title, but it's the same article. The author is Richard Kreitner, K-R-E-I-T-N-E-R. And in that article, in the print version, they actually had a little quote from Mark Meckler. They don't reference him in, in their article, in the body, but the fact that they use a Mark Meckler quote is very revealing. And the Mark Meckler quote in the Nation Marxist Magazine's uh, article is, the hordes have broken down through the gates of Washington, D.C., and now we should tear the structure down. I mean, that's a very leftist quote, which you could find probably any Marxist or radical socialist or liberal saying something like that, but the fact that they picked Meckler um, uh, and, and, and used that in their article is very, I think, interesting and revealing, um, especially when you look at the fact that Meckler is friends with a lot of folks on the left. You know, that that is something that I was thinking about whenever I was doing my monologue about not trusting anybody anymore. He comes out, he acts like we're trying to get rid of the swamp and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think that's really what he's doing. And uh, like I said, they've obviously got money. They're really promoting it on Newsmax right now, and that kind of upsets me a little bit. But I also, everybody's relying on, I read this article from American Greatness yesterday, and I'll be talking about it tomorrow, so my listeners know, but it's about Elon Musk. Did you know Elon Musk was, he professed to be a socialist back in 2016, <laughs> and he's been promoting all the Democrat parties and candidates, and I think these are things we have to think about and realize they're not all on our side. Uh, calculating, I believe, is the word you used in your article for communists. We'll be right back. Have you heard about Vine to Bar chocolate? 
It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity, and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply, and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now, more than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system, and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com, that is I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com, or call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. Rachel Campos Duffy is coming to St. Louis for Vitae Foundation's annual pro-life event. As a published author and respected television personality, Rachel began her career as a cast member on the MTV reality series The Real World San Francisco. As a co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend and frequent guest of The Today Show and The View, Rachel is highly sought after for her unique views on politics, culture, and parenting. Undeterred by their unborn baby's Down syndrome diagnosis, Rachel and her husband, former Congressman Sean Duffy, welcomed their daughter, Valentina, into the world. Rachel supports Vitae's pro-woman approach, which effectively reaches women facing unexpected pregnancies with life-saving resources. Come see Rachel Campos Duffy at Vitae Foundation's pro-life event on Tuesday, May 17th at the Hilton St. Louis Frontenac. Register for this important dinner event before May 6th at adsforlife.org. That's adsforlife.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling one 800 
978-678-6168. And use the promo code BETHANN to get 30% off plus free shipping. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I, I'm going to have to correct myself on Elon Musk. It was in 2018, not 2016, when he proclaimed himself a socialist and said, true socialism seeks greatest good for all. And, uh, of course, he's the new owner of Twitter. And everybody thinks he's going to save the republic, save the conservatives. And I don't think that's going to happen, but... It is fun to watch the left squirm a little bit because they think something. They, they're judging. My father used to say, people judge you by the way they are. And that's exactly what's going on on left media right now because they're saying, oh, this could happen, that can happen. Or you mean like what you already did? <laughs> so I have in my hand your article, Christian, Calculating Communists, Russian Communists Eye Ukraine as Part of a New Eurasian Soviet Union. Um I found this very interesting, and I have said many, many times in my life that I always loved American history. I won't say I got deep in it. I try to get a little deeper in it today. But I ignored world history because it was boring to me as a young girl when I was in the sixth grade and seventh grade. And now I can kick myself because it is so important when you watch this. And you went through some history in this article that I know we're going to run out of time. I'll have to have you back if you can do that. But... The calculating communists, isn't that what our legislators are? Don't they just, aren't they calculating? Nothing they do is by accident. And uh, I have a quote, and I've probably shared this. I know my listeners should have it memorized. I should have it memorized. It's a Thomas Jefferson quote. So when we're talking about this convention of states, who is it that we rely on? He says in this quote, The tyranny of the legislature is really the danger most to be feared and will continue to be so for many years to come. I thought that was very interesting. And uh, we see that happening and have been watching this happen before our very eyes for decades. How they will go around the Constitution, or they use these executive orders, and I don't know what your opinion is on those. I think they're unconstitutional. That's not the way we're supposed to be run. And uh, they keep pulling these little rabbits out of their hat, like something called the Green New Deal or or the Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and, and it goes on and on. And we've got this executive order, 14008, wanting to take 30%, at least 30% of the land, and at least 30% of the waterways. The, the legislators and their bureaucracy, they hire these guys. They put them in place. They're the ones that are causing this mess, and yet we think they're going to save us with a convention of states from the state legislatures on up. Don't you, do you see it that way or am I being too harsh on them? <laughs> You're not being uh, harsh on them at all. In fact, we should be uh, holding our legislators and both the state government, just as much as the federal government, um, holding uh, them accountable, uh, sort of the, the feet to the fire approach. Um, both of them take the same oath to the, con- the federal constitution and both should be upholding it. And many times it's the state legislators who get away with, uh, with, with, with a lot of things that, uh, most people aren't paying attention about because the news 
selectively decides what, like, like the mainstream news, I mean, will selectively pick what happens in Washington, but seldom will you, even your local news tell you what your state government is doing. And, um, uh, if, for example, in Tennessee, legislators there were proposing a bill uh, to prohibit anyone from publishing a scorecard of how legislators are voting uh, about three or six, I think it was, yeah, three months before an election. So no one wants to be held accountable. I don't know if that law, uh, if that proposed bill went through or not yet, uh, but that, that was something that I had seen a couple weeks ago before I went on a, on a speaking tour, so I haven't followed up on that. But these are the kinds of things that we do see in state legislatures across the country where because they know most people aren't paying attention to what they're doing, they think they can get away with a lot. And the many of these state legislators who say, Oh, we're, we're, you know, we're gonna, we need a convention to rein in the federal government, yet they're voting to accept money from Washington to implement unconstitutional programs because they have to get that money flowing. They don't know how to survive without the external support from Washington. Uh, and, and we, we need courageous individuals to stand up and run for state legislature because most legislators that we have across the country are not worth their weight in gold. Uh, so we need courageous individuals, courageous men and women to run for state office across the country who will stand up to Washington and say, no, I'm not going to take your dirty money with strings attached to implement your program so then, that, so then thus I have the same blood on my hands as you in terms of being guilty for the implementation of our runaway government because the state legislators, legislators most of them are, are equally guilty. So we need uh, courageous men and women to... Uh, run for office at all levels of government, uh, but that they they can't win unless the electorate is educated. So it's up to people like uh, yourself, Beth, and and myself at the John Birch Society, and so many of us, uh, and those who are listening to who hear this information to pass it on to learn more. Go to your website. Go to go to the John Birch Society's website too. Find our materials and use these to educate other people. Because unless we educate folks. We're just going to keep inviting the same bad people who come up with bad solutions. Well, one of the quotes that I just absolutely love is out of the movie The Patriot. When they were trying to get uh, Mel Gibson's character to uh, fight in the, in the Revolutionary War, and he didn't want to fight. He'd been in war, and he didn't want to fight. And he says to these guys, and I wrote this down, he said, why should I trade one king 3,000 miles away for 3,000 kings or legislators one mile away? Legislator can trample your rights as easy as a king can. And we have seen that happening. Thomas Jefferson warned us that this would happen. These people from the state legislature on up to D.C., they are trampling our rights. They are ignoring the rule of law. They continually break the Constitution, break the laws. I mean, it is a law that the President of the United States is supposed to enforce the laws. That's what he's there for. And instead, he's ignoring them. And we have this invasion going on. The only thing different about the invasion here and the invasion in Ukraine is they're not wearing combat boots, but they're just as lethal. And people need to understand that. At least that's my opinion. I'm not, I'm not trying to voice your opinion on that yet, Christian, but that is at least my opinion. And we're ignoring it. We're just playing games. And, you know, Abbott taking a busload and dumping them in DC, I get the point. 
But what are we playing, hot potato with these illegal immigrants? Why don't we just take them back across the border? This, it just does it. They're calculating against yeah, us. Absolutely, absolutely right. Um, you know, even in my uh, home state of Wisconsin, we have a former lieutenant governor of the state, Rebecca Clayfish, is running for governor uh, in the Republican primaries, and she is the favorite of the establishment. And she was at an event where she was asked what she thought about ballot harvesting and all these dirty tactics the Democrats did in Wisconsin. And we know that we did it. We know that they did it, I mean, in 2020. And her response to that was it's not illegal in uh, in Wisconsin state law. In fact, Republicans should be doing the same thing to win. So it's like, oh, okay, so we're going to elect someone who's going to do that, who's going to continue the same problems. But we're just going to do them for the sake of the Republican Party. Right. I mean, that, that, this is how corrupt our our, um, our elected officials have become. And it is. It, it, it's bec- they're getting away with it because there aren't enough um, voters who are educated about what's really going on. So it's, you're keep doing what right. you're doing on, on the show here. All right. And you keep doing what you're doing and you come back and visit us again. I'd like to make that on a regular basis because it's going to take all of us to bring America home. God bless you, Christian. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. 